just had some cauliflower and we're feeling silly. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology, cauliflower, urban legends, my head fell off, <laughs> true crime. Uh, I'm trying to say stuff like actually spooky. Yeah. Um, f- uh, k- killing a ghost. Aw, anything spooky related. Yeah, that's true. How does one go about killing a ghost? It's already dead. Talk to the ghost. Well, no, they they don't kill them. They just capture them. I don't know how to kill a ghost. Well, hey, each week since science has discovered how to actually kill a ghost, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately. Lindsay will go to find out how to kill a ghost. I will go find out how to revive a ghost. And then we reconvene inside of our house in the middle of the woods, and then we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you, Andy, Andrew, Chother. (laughs) And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Andy Chother. And if you listened last week, I will dedicate my portion of the show to Evan Chother, his brother. Evan Chother, Andy's brother. <laughs> uh, so I know that you We're said, oh, well, yeah, we of course are dumb. Okay. I, I know you said last week that you could find Andy Chother on LinkedIn. Yes. I did not look on LinkedIn, but I did look on Twitter earlier this afternoon and I did not find any Andy Chothers on Twitter. I found Andy Chooters. Hmm. But no Andy Chothers. Did you, you did you look on LinkedIn or no? You didn't look I on. did not I did not look on LinkedIn. My goal in life is to get Andy Chother to start listening to our podcast. That was my goal. I was going to reach out to Andy <laughs> Chother and say, Hey, hey Andrew, just wanted to let you know that you okay, now first things first, you do not know who I am or my wife, but uh, we talk about we you on our show. We know who you are. We know who you are because we say your name. We've been saying your name for like 112 episodes. Uh, so hope that's okay. Thanks. That was it. I was going to create a burner Twitter account just to ju- just to get in touch with Andy Chother. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be called Backflip Paradise, and it was going to like sell supplements to help you backflip. Okay. Well, last week we talked about. Oh, I made you take a ghost quiz. You talked about the Skinwalker Ranch and Mm -hmm. some rich dudes. Yeah, Robert Bigelow or Bobby Biggs. Right, which I don't believe, you know, that's not his real name. You don't think so? No, come on. Well, I mean, I, I saw photos of him and it said his name underneath it. So I think that is his real name. But if you said like Roger, he might respond and be like, I mean, I didn't mean to, no, oops. <laughs> that's a, so that's a really fun game you could play just assuming that someone is telling you the fake name and then yelling a bunch of random names at them until they look and go, ha, I knew it. I knew that wasn't your real yeah. name. Daryl. No, his name's not Daryl. Darbus. Like, I don't remember what Prince's real name was, but like I'm sure someone yelled like, Hey, Chris. And then he turned around and then he was like, oh, I mean, I, I thought you said Prince. I thought you said Prince, not Chris. 
<laughs> Prince's real name. Let's let's play a game called Guess Prince's Real Name. First, middle, and last name. I feel like I did know it, but I forgot. I'm okay. sorry. My first guess is going to be McGillicuddy Jangerin Tangerine. Okay. <laughs> first, middle, and last. Yeah. Do you uh, go ahead? Jeremy. Okay. Timothy. Okay. Grapey. Jeremy Timothy Grapey. Yeah. Do you remember mine? Grapey. No, my, no, what I. Something about McGillicuddy. I think there was McGillicuddy in it, and I don't remember what I said, but I like yours a lot. Jeremy Timothy Grapey. Yeah. Okay. JTG. Yeah, JT. Yeah, those are the initials. Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to know that when Lindsay just said the initials of the name she made up, I didn't think about she it. She smiled really big. And it was very fun for me to watch you enjoy the initials JTG. Well, are you ready for some spooky content? Yes, I'm ready. I think everyone else is ready, I hope. And let's see what happens. Okay, my topic this week is about some folklore. Okay. I feel like we don't talk about folklore enough. I mean, I guess you could put like the Wendigo and Bigfoot and all that stuff into fo- folklore. That's, yeah. Like, that's... where does the line between folklore and crypto, like, zoology divide? Well, I think cryptozoology exists within folklore. Okay. Because so it's if like a subcategory. Think, I, I think so. Now, I'm not sure if this is either dumb or not funny. It very well could be both. Yeah. Well, let's just say ignorant and or unfunny. Thinking about like splitting this word apart, lore, legends, theories, stories you pass around, folk, meaning regional, indigenous. So I think folklore are just little stories that people tell or uh, legends or what's the word? Urban legend, I guess, is the exact same thing. But yeah, it's like kind of like they all mesh together. They do, yeah. Well, I have some folklore that I have never heard before. And the first one I have is the fur-bearing trout. Uh, okay. (laughs) Have you ever heard of that? No, and I even more so haven't heard of it because... Those three words that you said in a row, uh-huh. I I would have never, hearing you say the word fur, I would have never gone, oh, you're going to say bearing. And then hearing <laughs> you say fur bearing, I would have never thought, oh, she's obviously going to say a fish. Yeah, trout. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trout covered in like white fur. Okay. Um, it's a legendary creature reportedly found in North America and Iceland. According to tales, the trout has created a thick coat of fur to maintain its body heat. Wow. Tales of the Furry Trout has dated back to the 17th century and later was called the Shaggy Trout of Iceland. Okay, now I like Shaggy Trout more than I like the name Fur-Bearing Trout. Yeah, I like Shaggy Trout. I think it's a good little name. Shaggy Trout sounds like an indie band. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like the like the dude that hangs outside the like convenience store in a small town. Shaggy Trout. <laughs> oh, Shaggy Trout. He's just always there smiling, having a good time, giving high fives. We need to convince Ty from Side Character Quest, mm-hmm. another podcast on the Scavengers Network, because we played a game with Ty and Lulu and Fishstick about if it was an indie band or an apple, and you had to guess which one it was. So maybe we need to convince Ty to, to start referring to himself as Shaggy Trout. Shaggy Trout. Wow. Um, what would you do if you caught a Shaggy Trout? I don't know. It'd be cool. I mean, well, this person taxidermied it. 
What? Supposedly. So in 1929, Montana Wildlife Magazine, they had an article written by J.H. Hickens, and he has a taxidermied furry trout <sighs> that is now in the Royal Museum of Scotland. Wow. It is a trout that looks like it has white rabbit fur on the outside of it. Now, this easily could fall into the category of taxidermy hoax, like the jackalope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is that's some- the thing is like people are like, did he just attach rabbit fur to it, or is that really like is that a furry, a furry fish? trout? Yeah. yeah. Hey man, is that a goof? Is that a goofball thing, or is that a furry fish? I really like the idea of taxidermy tomfoolery. Yeah. I think that's really. It's funny. you can look it up. It's actually kind of cool. It's just a furry fish. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a. It's really funny. Like the tail isn't covered, and the like a little tip of his head is not covered. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them is. What was it called? Shaggy trout. Shaggy trout. Would um, you? Would you be? Would you pet the fish when you caught it, or would you let it go? I don't know. I mean, I would pet it at first, and then maybe let him go because I'm like, that's too cold to like kill. Do you think their fur is similar to like duck feathers and how they repel water, or do you think it gets all I gross and stinky? I mean, from the pictures that I saw of the taxidermied one, I it looks like rabbit fur. That is so cool. I've never even heard of a shaggy trout. Well, some people say that they think that people were supposedly seeing these because there are known examples of fur-bearing trout species. So on these certain trouts, they kind of grow little hairs that they called cotton mold. Ew. Or saprologenia. Oh, sure. Sap, yeah, the third moon of Mars. But if a fish got cotton mold, it would infect the fish and would result in an appearance of white fur on it, but it wasn't good for the fish. Okay. But yeah, that's the shaggy trout. I really, I'm really into the idea of a shaggy trout. It's kind of cute. Like when you look it up, like the taxidermy, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll let you decide if you think it's fake or not, but I have my opinions, and it's really cute. Like, I think it'd be cool to have. Okay, if you were to open up, or if, if you were to contact the Royal Museum in Scotland, and you said, boy, have I got a taxidermied animal for you, you might want to just throw out the, the shaggy trout, because this one is way better than it, but you had to do a taxidermy hoax yeah. And combine two animals. What would you combine? Oh, kind of like the jackalope too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a bird with like a possum tail. Okay. <laughs> coming out of its face. What? Yeah. Like where in its face? Like its nose. <laughs> like right. Because the... birds don't really like have noses. No, they have just those two little slits. Yeah. In their beak. So you're talking about where the beak. And the top of the beak, where the beak meets the bird head... It has a nose. <laughs> it has... Wait, it, but is the nose the possum tail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what size bird are we talking? Like a really small one. Okay. Like a chickadee or something? Yeah. Okay, I think that sounds What about cool. you? I would do... Now, I'm going to do a possum. I'm taking... But, okay, I'm, but possum body. Okay. Possum body. And I would do uh, <laughs> four deer legs. So it would be this really small Ew. possum body with a mouth that opens really wide. <laughs> like really three, tall? Three foot high deer legs. Yeah, but like they're all spaced together just like a possum's legs would be. 
Um, but that's exactly what I would do. It'd be funny if you just gave it three deer legs, though, so it was like a tripod. <laughs> One right underneath tripod its possum. neck. <laughs> two in the back. It's not good at running, but it's real good at kicking with its front leg like a mantis shrimp. Okay, my next one, the hoop snake. Okay. <laughs> it's a legendary creature of the United States, Canada, and Australia. Several sightings of the hoop snake have been in Minnesota-Wisconsin border on the St. Croix River Valley. Now, did you say the St. LaCroix River Valley? The St. Croix. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Um, also in the Wake County of North Carolina and British Columbia. The- so it's basically, it is it is its name. It's a snake that's a, in the shape of a hoop okay. and it rolls around. Like it. It looks like you drew a 2D. It, it looks like a like a really big long donut, like a big thin circle donut. Yeah, it's like a hula hoop. Is it? Does this tail in its mouth? Yeah. Okay. And it rolls around. <laughs> so it's what is that whole thing in Ouroboros or whatever? The the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. That's what this is. Well, that's what they say that they think people are seeing and then reporting it. I don't know where they're getting the rolling around, but um, (laughs) there is a naturalist, Raymond Dittmars, that placed $10,000 in a trust fund in a New York bank for the first person that can provide evidence of the actual hoop snake. Wow. Well, I know what I'm doing uh, (laughs) for my spring break is I'm going to go find a hoop snake. Yes, they said that if you can prove and bring us a hoop snake, you can have this $10,000. Man, I want to go. I want another taxidermy hoax. Yeah, you could. I mean. But you'd have to bring a live one. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the rules are for this. I don't know if there are any rules. You could just bring a hula hoop and paint it like a snake. Oh, sorry. I couldn't get a lot of good footage. We could go. You could stand at the top of the driveway. I'll go at the bottom. And I'll f- and I'll and I'll uh, put on some filters to make it look really crappy, and then we paint one of those hula hoops with like the little rattles inside that make noise mm-hmm. when you shake it. Paint it like a snake, roll it down, and then it's rattling. Be like, wow, I guess these hoop snakes also have rattles, like rattlesnakes. Hoop snakes. And then it rolls down the hill, and be like, well, there it goes. Sorry, I couldn't get good footage, but where's my ten thousand dollars? Well, because apparently this guy is mad and he's like, it's just sidewinder snakes of the American Southwest or mud snakes, which occasionally lie in loose hoop shapes. Or he thinks it's because it's been actual, there's been actual instances of like snakes swallowing their own tails, mistaking it for prey. Ew. So he is just like, yeah, if you can prove it, because I think you guys are crazy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So he's really mad about the hoop snake. I would be too if I was a naturalist and people kept going, I'm pretty sure the hoop snake's real. You might be a dummy. All right. You're going to really like this next one. I really did. Well, I've really liked both of them so far, so I'm excited (laughs) for this. Have you ever heard of the splinter cat? Okay. No, that sounds like a super, (laughs) like a, like a, a, a children's superhero. Well, it's a legendary creature of the United States. Okay. I'm surprised no one's ever heard of it. Uh -uh. Um, The splinter cat is a nocturnal feline with great ability. It flies through the air with terrific speed, and then it hits large trees. It knocks the branches off on impact, withers the trunk and leaves away, and then it's still standing there, and it looks like a silvery ghost. So there's a flying cat 
That punches trees. That kicks the crap out of trees. Yeah. It knocks all their branches off, Mm -hmm. all the leaves, all the bark, and then you're just left with a barren tree. Yeah. And the cat sort of just sits there and revels in what it's- It's just proud. What it's done. Wow, would you look at what I did? Yeah, I didn't really find anything of like why we should be scared of Splinter Cat. No, I guess if you're not a tree, you kind of don't have anything to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's probably why we don't hear a splinter cat very often. Or this is probably why you and I haven't gotten dive bombed by a flying cat. <laughs> like maybe those Bigfoot sightings that people are seeing are just splinter cat knocking stuff over. I heard, Maybe that's what the knocking is at night. It's splinter because, cat. Yeah, it's splinter cats and those loud yelps and yowls and stuff. Maybe it's the cats after they run to the tree they're saying ow really yeah. loud because they've just f- flown into a tree. It, I, I don't even know how fast these things fly. Apparently really fast. Fast enough to literally debark a tree. Yeah. I looked up pictures. There was just a few drawings and it kind of oh. just looked like somebody drew a lynx, but it had really, really long hair. Cool. Sounds but like I'm a Pokemon. Like, if it's aerodynamic, it wouldn't want long hair. I would imagine like a cat, no hair. Yes. Really muscular. Yep. If you're doing anything that requires you to be fast and aerodynamic and move through the trees, I would say the less bagginess, the better. I would imagine. I would think that if the splinter cat were real, it would look similar to a sphinx cat. Those nasty furless ones that are all just hairy and scary. Oh, yeah. Or no. They always look mad. Yeah. Yeah. They always look very upset. Um, My next one is cordwood peat. Huh? <laughs> Cordwood Pete? Cordwood Pete? Cordwood Pete. Um, Cordwood Pete is a fictional character who is the younger brother of legendary lumberjack Paul Bunyan. Okay. <laughs> so with a name like Paul Bunyan, and you're like, well, what about me? I'm Cordwood Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan's younger brother, Stinky Jeff. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage's <laughs> younger sister, Stinky Carol. <laughs> I can't think Su- of it. <laughs> Superman's cousin, <laughs> idiot, idiot Jeff. Dump- <laughs> Dumpy Dave. Dumpy Dave. Hey, I could. Well, I could probably solve a few crimes or two. Okay, we'll leave poor Cordwood Pete alone because he has a story too. Oh, he always farts and pees his <laughs> pants in public. No, while he's trying to chop down a tree. Well, Paul Bunyan was a giant of a man. His younger brother Pete was <laughs> sucked. Which actually, his name is Peter Bunyan. That's even he more was, embarrassing. He was a mere four foot nine inches height. Oh, okay. Um, Pete's growth apparently was stunted by the fact that he could never get enough flapjacks at breakfast <laughs> because Paul was over there eating everything. <laughs> I want, if we know anyone who like people always say, oh, I didn't realize you were so short. Be like, well, it's because I had a flapjack shortage when I was when I was growing up. <laughs> my older brother ate all the flapjacks. Well, I'm taller than my brother, and I guess that makes me by default more powerful. You so, must have ate more of the flapjacks. Mm-hmm, so I could say, well, there was not, I was, uh, I was kind of a flapjack bully. Okay, well, Peter had one good day, and that puts him on the map. So- okay. The legend has it that he borrowed his brother's double-bladed axe one day. He swung the axe, and the weight kept the axe spinning round and round as in a perpetual motion. 
when the axe finally stopped spinning, a hundred acres of timber had fallen. <laughs> that's, that's a that's it sounds like Cordwood Pete kind of messed up. Yeah, he spun around and just knocked a bunch of trees <laughs> over. <laughs> you know what, Peter was probably so scared. But just the- barfing also. So it was, it was, it was this, this Tasmanian devil, this sharp Tasmanian devil that was spewing barf. <laughs> now, the railroad like conductor slash whatever you would call yeah. him. A, ra- a, a, a train A train captain. No, like he was in charge of like a contractor. Oh, so he saw Pete swing around with that axe. So he hired Pete the next day to clear a path for their tracks. Oh, good. So, <laughs> so he had to clear fifty square miles of timber. So Pete did so, and he swung around with his axe and cleared a space for them. But then his brother asked for his axe back, and then Peter just went to being a normal lumberjack again. <laughs> hey, idiot, give me back my axe. So, yeah, poor, uh, I don't know why they called him Cordwood Pete. Cordwood. I mean, Cordwood is probably like something about the legend. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I mean, which I'm actually happy that you did not look he it up. He was spinning out of control. I don't know. Man, what an embarrassing day. Like that, uh, I don't know. That that reminds me like just being younger and like accidentally like using a power tool when you didn't know what it did or like those those videos of the people online, like they put the corn on the power drill and they turn it on, and like a tooth falls out, or they catch their hair in it, and they get really, really scared and panicked. Oh, like yeah. Like maybe that they, they didn't get permission to put corn on a power drill. So just noting, <laughs> knowing that Cordwood Pete probably didn't have Paul Bunyan's permission to use his axe, as soon as he did it, he was probably just so nervous. You know, I always used to think that video of the girl using the hand mixer and then getting it caught in her hair was oh. always really funny. Until like not long ago when I caught my hair on fire using the stove. So that's true. I was like, I get it now. Your hair just sometimes falls <laughs> in a dangerous situation. Yeah. In your defense, though, yours was much less. I guess when you put a hand mixer up to your face and your hair, you're kind of asking for trouble. You were just trying to cook some eggs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem is I it was just eggs. Yeah, I guess it's kind of 50-50, huh? Anyways, the last one that I have, I'm not sure if you brought this up already because it sounded kind of familiar, but I didn't 100% remember anything about it. Is it Cordwood Pete again? It's Cordwood <laughs> Pete again. And it's, the his legend, sip, it's his younger, younger brother. And the legend of the world's longest and loudest public fart. <laughs> Cordwood Pete farted for Cordwood nine Pete's days. Son. Cordwood Pete's son. <laughs> Diapered... Corey. Okay. Okay. Is, the last one I have is the Nan Rouge. The Nan Rouge. Yeah, it's also called the Demon of Detroit. It's I don't a know legendary this. creature of Detroit, Michigan. I do like that city. Detroit's a cool city. Yeah, it's kind of this demonic creature, and if you see it, it will cause you a lot of misfortune. I guess they have a little demon in there. That's sad. But each spring, the city hosts a community festival and costume parade called the March du Nan Rouge. The March du Nan Rouge? Mm-hmm. That's fun. To, that's really fun to say. So, yeah, he's just a little red demon guy that if you see him, he'll cause you misfortune. In Detroit. In Detroit, Michigan. So you can go 
what what's the thing they have in Detroit? Those conies or whatever. There are those two cony shops next door to each other. And then you can go eat at both of those. And then if you see the Nan Rouge, you go, okay, well, I'm for sure going to get diarrhea now <laughs> because I saw the Nan Rouge. Because it's misfortune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Those are just my little folklores that I've never heard of. Before. I've never heard of what did you what did you say? Four or five of those things? The hoop snake, the splinter cat, Nan Rouge. Cordwood pea. Cordwood pea. And the shaggy trout. And the shaggy trout. Or, or shaggy the, Yeah, shaggy trout. Shaggy or the trout. fur bear the fur bear trout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of any of those. No, I haven't either. And a lot of them are legends from the United States. Hey, speaking of a legend, a weird, unexplained, and unseen animal that I saw this morning, I didn't, or that that I did not see this morning, I didn't tell you about this. Wait, was, you're going to tell me about an animal that you did not see? Yes, but I saw, <laughs> but I saw traces of the animal. Okay. I was on my way driving to work, and the low oil light came on in my car, mm-hmm. so I stopped at AutoZone. I always kind of feel tough when I walk in there. It's like I know where I'm going. I'm going to get oil, and I feel <laughs> okay. strong. And uh, I went and got oil and I was putting it in my car and then I saw in the engine something was building a little nest. Oh, no. It was like a bu- it looked like a bunch of uh, white insulation and like scraps of wood. It was building a little nest and I reached my hand in there probably carelessly because there could have been a little thing in there that would have got me. But I pulled the nest out. So there is some sort of engine dwelling cryptid that lives in our hmm. driveway. Now, it could be. The flying squirrel that was loose in our kitchen New Year's Eve. Very true. Which I would have been fine with because it was cute. Or it could be any creature that lives in the woods because we live in the woods. Yeah. But I'd like to think now that it was the leavings of a shaggy trout because <laughs> it was white and fluffy. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it could have hmm. been a shaggy trout. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. I really liked your stories. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, should we do a little haunted housekeeping? I, you know, I think that's probably the best thing for us to do right now. Okay. Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Do you have any questions that you've been bottling up about your neighbor who you think might actually be a succubus, but who might actually be a ghost posing as a succubus? Well, you're in luck because you can call our not so brand new, but still new and shiny state-of-the-art aerodynamic spooky spouses hotline and ask us any question that you want. We will hear your question. We will try to answer your question. We sometimes we help and sometimes we don't help, but that's okay. So do you have any questions about if your plants can actually hear you talk about your murder plans coming up? If your cat has another family that he's been secretly hiding from you? If you think one of your legs might actually be somebody else's leg? If there is a monster actually under your bed and your mom is wrong? Or if you think you can get Bigfoot on speakerphone and maybe let us talk to the Bigfoot that lives behind your house? Call our hotline whenever you want. The phone number is 803-816-2667. And if you're looking at your phone when you type the number out, which most people do, and you feel like, hmm, that number isn't spooky enough. 2667 spells booze. There you go. Which that is eh, 5% scary. So again, the phone number is 803-816-2667. 
or 803-816-BOOZE. Call anytime you want. We'd love to hear from you and we'll answer your questions on our show. We are also part of the scavengersnetworkparty.com. <laughs> you can find us at scavengersnetwork.com, us and a bunch of other podcasts. If you would like to support us or any of the other shows on the network, you can donate one to $500 million and get extra bonus content. What we hit, we've done swell spells. We've done collabs with other people. It's really fun. Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a patron and help us keep the lights on or help us keep the lights flickering because it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just a small joke. You can. You can get access to, like Lindsay was saying, we've done some spells, some collaborations. There's some Myth Takes bonus content. There's some WIDK bonus content. And there's a lot more bonus content coming up. And we're very excited about it. So again, patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor if you like our show and you want us to keep making the show. Or if you just want to check out all the other shows in the network, maybe dipping your toes in the scavengers Scavengers Network or the Patreon pool, go to scavengersnetwork.com, do some browsing, some poking and some prodding, and then just take a gander. We also have a merch store where you can get some crazy, spooky, fun, great merchandise there. Maybe 2020 is the year you want to start using a coffee mug. Maybe yeah. 2020 is the year you want to use, you want to start using a mouse pad and just cut the crap. Maybe you don't have any clean shirts and you're like, you know what? I think I'll just order a Spooky Spouse's shirt and then I'll be good. You can do that. I mean, you can literally buy whatever you want. You're an adult. It's your money. And if you would like to keep up to date with our show, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses. Or you can send us an email at spooky at gmail.com. Show us some love. Follow along. Write us something. I don't know. Yeah. And if you'd like to, you can rate and review the show whenever you'd like, if you'd like, or just help us spread the word about our show by telling a buddy of yours. Or telling an enemy. We don't care. We'd also like to give a shout out to Eli Chambers. He is on Twitter at Eli who does music and he has written the theme song that you hear at the beginning and the middle and the end. Say maybe you just want a theme song for making coffee in the morning. He can do that for you. Say you're starting a podcast about how you think your dog has been scheming to eat your body the second you fall asleep. Eli can make you some theme music specifically for your brand new podcast that you're going to start. Maybe you're like, hey Eli, I woke up this morning and I'm crabby and I want to song that makes me even crabbier. Yeah, he can do that too. He's a little bit of a warlock when it comes to tunes and sounds and sonic waves. That's because he has flute arms and I think he has trumpet thighs. He does have trumpet thighs. <laughs> so follow Eli at Eli Who Does Music and have him write you some tunes. He's good at it. Welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the podcast where the Chatfield sisters try and get their very shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of silly topics. We weigh the pros and cons and laugh along the way. And Shelly likes it. Right, Shelly? I just do my best to try and have an opinion on anything, but it's very hard. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y hasopinions.com. Join the Shelly gang. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Welcome back, our shaggy trouts. I hope that you had a nice break. I hope that you 
learned a lot in general. <laughs> about <laughs> yourself. Yeah, about yourself, about kind of whatever you want, really. Yeah. Lindsay, I have some breaking booze. You always do. You know, most of the time I do. Yeah. And this is pretty breaking. This is from February 29th of this year. Okay. So, NASA has a satellite called, <laughs> and that's really? basically it. Here's some more breaking booze. Televisions have multiple channels. Huh. Uh, fruit has seeds. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That's super weird. And that's basically all I got. So okay. I guess we'll just wrap it up there. All right. NASA has this satellite called the Stereo, which is a pretty high powered, <laughs> yeah. which is they named it wrong because they now they call their boom box their satellite. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't a very good joke. Yeah. But they have a giant, what I say, satellite my, uh, telescope thing called the Stereo, which takes a bunch of footage of the sun and Venus is also in there. And it just kind of gets information, very, very smart information that I don't know anything about. Okay. Or I guess I don't know enough about. But according to a video, which is footage from that thing, all of a sudden, there is a shape that enters the screen from the right-hand side, mm -hmm. and it looks like an Ezekiel's wheel. It's a very, very weird shape that enters the screen, and I guess moments after this thing entered the screen, the satellite or the telescope malfunctioned and has yet to be fixed. What's an Ezekiel's wheel? It is this shape. I will show you. I didn't save it on my phone. Maybe it was just an Ezekiel's wheel. Well, I think an Ezekiel's wheel is like a, like a, what is it? Okay, this is from the NewYorkTimes.com slash science. The appearance of the wheels, uh, something, something, something. There's just a lot of text and it's not really telling us much. Um, <laughs> and we don't want to read it because no, it's too hard. It's too hard to read. This, here, here are some pictures of what the wheel of Ezekiel looks like. This one's in the bottom left-hand corner. Just like a big chariot wheel. Oh, okay. I've seen that before. Yes. Yeah, so have I. Um, but I didn't know how to describe it because not very smart, both of us. Well, it's like spherical, cut out. Yeah, it just, it like picture an old horse-drawn carriage or like a big fighting chariot. And it looks like one of those wheels yeah. on the side, but just big. So something that was... I guess kind of sort of shaped like that came into frame on this, what did I say? The stereo, the, the satellite. The stereo satellite. And then moments after, the thing just stopped working. And I guess it so hasn't worked since. So do they think that it hit it or? No, it just comes into frame. There, it's coming into frame right now in the right on the right hand side, which nothing does that in this feed. This kind of looks like footage of when you look in a microscope and you see little germies rolling around. Yes. But I guess it's formatted in such a way to where it does look like that. Yeah. But this is footage of outer space. And the sun is on the far left-hand side. Okay. It's probably showing it again, isn't it? Yeah. It's showing it up close now. But then I was reading about this and then in the comments under this video, someone put a link to... The little annex of NASA that runs this satellite or this telescope. Right. And it said on there that it's experiencing technical difficulties and has not been restored yet. So it's like an actual thing that happened. So something definitely interfered with the satellite for sure. Something like literally, like actually literally interfered with the satellite. And now the satellite's borked. 
Hmm. Weird, huh? It is weird, but like outer space, like it's just weird. Outer, I think we can all agree that outer space is just weird. I remember one time I cried like in elementary school because we were learning about the planets and yeah. outer space. Yeah. And like it was really cool and I was super into it and like I was a nerd about it and I wrote NASA all the time and that was the thing I did. But then like I remember I just cried one time because it was just like too much to understand. It is. It's so much to understand. Like the thought of outer space is just like... It's just too much. It's too much. My like little elementary school heart couldn't deal with it. <laughs> and I feel like now we sound like some 30-something-year-olds who uh, enjoy jazz lettuce. But it really is just so, so much to comprehend. Yeah, like I try not to think about it because it's just too much. Like thinking about, hey, what, what even on earth could be floating around out there that we don't know about? Right. Weird to think about. Thinking about the, the universe going on literally forever. And never stopping hurts my head to think about. Right. Like how many Earths are there really? Is there is there something are are the planets being held up by string? Uh, <laughs> is the sun even really that hot or just like kind of warm to the touch? Does David Bowie really know the star man? Is David Bowie actually the star man? He might be. Is David Bowie in a really cool rocket ship floating around in our solar system right now? playing guitar and writing new music and going to release a new album. I hope so. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he left this planet to go to another Earth. Bowie. To be Major Tom. Do you think this... Okay, so I'm going to say this. My theory is that... Mm. Oh, and uh, we will post that video on Twitter. Yeah. I promise. I promise we will. But maybe my theory right now is that that is Bowie's new orbiting rehearsal space. Yeah. And he's writing new music in his thing that looks like uh, an Ezekiel's wheel. And it's just blowing out. Well, they named the satellite stereo. Oh, yeah, that is. just blowing out its speakers. It can't handle it, the Bowie. Mm -hmm. And maybe the reason why the stereo satellite malfunctioned is because it was just just, rocking too hard. Probably. Maybe. That's very odd. Very weird video. It is odd. And not only is it weird footage, but this is why I like it. Is it alien? Is it not? I don't. I have no idea. I I have literally no way of knowing it. But the reason why I like it is because there's physical proof from a reputable source and cross-referencing their satellite is down. Right. Well, I think it's also scary, too, when like NASA scientists are scared of it or not like scared, but they're like, that's very unusual. Yeah. And they post that, hey, sorry that the satellite's broken, but uh, see you in a minute. And then it plays. We're having a meltdown right now. (laughs) We're having a literal meltdown emotionally (laughs) and literally. And then it plays that uh, we'll be right back music. (laughs) That one. Or the one where the uh, little foods are walking across the counter and they say, let's all go to the lobby or whatever. Sure. You know that one? Isn't that the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we have a new sighting of a big winged creature in Chicago. Hmm, like in the city? In the city, yeah. Ooh, city bird. A city bird. You ready for a little bit of city bird action? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this is the first time I've pulled some info from this website, and it's called singularfortunesociety.com. Hmm. And it's a pretty big story, and this happened on March 3rd. 2020. So this is also very recent. Very recent. Okay. Starts with a quote. I was driving to work on March 3rd, 2020, taking my usual route on Mannheim Road. 
and I'm talking to my wife on the phone. And this guy who put the, or who, uh, who this happened to, his last name's Navarrete. So I'm talking, and I'm coming up to the intersection of Mannheim Road and Zemke Boulevard. On the right side of it is an old Enterprise Rent-A-Car lot that used to be there, but they moved it to the other side of the airport. I that's I guess that's not super relevant, but <laughs> I guess... Uh, well, it is if you're flying into Chicago and you need a rent-a-car and you're like, where is it? It used to be here. Oh, that's true. And then true. you're like, oh, I read that one report and that guy said they moved it to the other side. So I just have to go to the other side. <laughs> I somehow stumbled across the report on SingularFortuneSociety.com and I read that the Enterprise exactly. had moved. Another hiccup in our travel plans. The building is still there, though. I'm talking as I pull up to the red light and I saw what looked like a large winged being coming in like it was either landing behind the building or landing basically on top of it. The reason I say it was landing is because I was coming down and it looked like it had its chest out with its wings flared up, like it was trying to slow down enough to come in for a landing. I remember yelling out to my wife, what the bl- what the swear word is that? And she said, what, what, what? <laughs> Separately, but she didn't say it just like I said it. Yeah. I told her what I was seeing and she said it could be a goose and I said... This is way larger than a goose. Did he get any pictures? He got some pictures of the building, but not as it was happening. Get of off course. the phone with your wife and take some photos. That's what I'm saying. And then he says it's not a geese because I've seen geese and they're migrating right now. So it's not a oh, it, it was so. it was not a goose for sure. Okay. And then here is the the aforementioned Enterprise Rent a Car lot. That he was talking about. So that's just so what he it, had a picture of the building. He has a picture of the mm-hmm. uh, again with the Enterprise Rent a Car, which doesn't prove anything. Nope. According to Navarrete, he was sitting in the third lane of traffic near the intersection when movement caught his eye. That's when he looked over and saw the creature. Quote: The street at the traffic stop is five lanes, and it was rush hour, so slamming on the brakes and trying to get a good look was an investigator was an invitation to get into a wreck. Now, that does make sense. Maybe there was a reason why he couldn't get a photo because there was so much traffic. Do you think that winged person bird was like humming or thinking in his head that song like, came in like a wrecking ball? <laughs> it might have been. And then he just was like, I'll fly away. Or uh, I can't stop flapping my wings, being a bird, <laughs> being real big. And then, he, and then the bird landed. Yeah. Could have been. The quote continues. I found a place to turn around and went back, drove around a few places. I couldn't get onto their property because it's sealed off. It's an old building, and I guess they're using it for storage. This Navarrete loves this Enterprise building. But isn't he on his way to work? Like, what do you got to call your boss and be like, hold on, I'm going to be late. I'm kind of chasing this humanoid thing. I'm kind of chasing this gigantic terror. This, uh, or no, it's not a pterodactyl. Uh, what did we kinda say? Kind of like a Mothman. It sounds like a Mothman to me. Well, I think because there, there was also um, a little scribble on it mm-hmm. well i'm i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit and he said that that the creature had quote membranous wings there was no feathers whatsoever so like just skin kind of like how we were talking about those sphinx cats so it was all skin and okay grossy stuff grossy stuff so he keeps it's talking like a bug like i guess bug wings kind of like bug wings but more so like membrane and like skin okay. not i don't know what bug wings Crispy and crunchy? Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing crunchy about this giant thing, <laughs> nor crispy. <laughs> and then he, he continues, and now he's obsessed with geese. Quote, honestly, this did not look like a goose. It was brownish or grayish, more on the brownish side, and it didn't look as big. 
It's not like some of the reports we've taken since we started investigating. Oh, this gal's investigates. This thing wasn't six or seven foot tall. It was maybe at best four foot tall. The so wings. It might have just been a big goose. Well, he said he said multiple times. This did not look like a goose. Okay. I know a goose when I see one, okay. and this is not a goose. This is something all membrane and gross. The only way I can describe them, the wings, the only thing I could compare them to, they kind of looked like an imp's wings. I never got a really good look at the head. The sighting itself only lasted one, maybe two seconds. Mm-hmm. I know it only lasted two seconds, but you're able to get a lot of information in those two seconds. I can honestly tell you it had no feathers. It looked like it had no feathers on it. Just membranous wings. What if it was a bald seagull? You know, and that's something no one ever talks about. Because they kind of have like those weird skin-like wings. They kind of do, don't they? they? And or it then he been a... just like lost his hair. He had alopecia, lost his feathers. It could have been a literal bald eagle. Yeah. Like just actually like a bald eagle. Like no <laughs> feathers whatsoever. A bald, bald eagle. Yeah, a, a double bald eagle. Because they're in Chicago. I they're mean, you're by water, so you're going to have some big water birds. Mm-hmm. We saw a bald eagle two miles up the road from us, so they're around They're around the area. Yeah. I know we're a few hours away from Chicago, but I don't know. Maybe there'd be some big, nasty birds. He goes on again talking about the geese. It was far larger than what a Canadian goose is. Its legs were tucked up beneath. It looked like it was coming into land, either on top or behind the building again. What I saw was basically the chest and the wings. What I got, But I got the best look at the wings. They were completely outspread. Looked like it was trying to spread itself out so it could slow down for a landing. It's, it's you know, it's a lot of the same stuff. It was landing. Mm-hmm. It's not a goose. Adamant. Membrane. Yeah. Membrane stuff. Maybe it was just like a blue heron or something and it was bald. Could or have it was been a, dirty or something. It could have been. I don't know. I'm not really sure. See, with bird stuff, it's like, I don't know, bird, there's a ton of birds. There's a ton of birds and birds are strange. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I, know. But uh, according I don't know, to- maybe he did see something weird. He could have. But according to the Singular Fortune Society, there have been many sightings in and around Chicago recently. Of birds? Of like bird type creatures? I think just a bunch of weird stuff. Okay. On January 23rd, a man said he saw, quote, an egg-shaped object fly over Chicago O'Hare International Airport. And it and it was shining a, quote, brilliant blue light. Could be a drone if it was flying over an airport. It might have been, but typically those are no-fly zones. Right. And then the guy said, through the brilliant brew light, did I say that right? Brilliant blue light. Brew. I think you said brew light. Did I say brew light? <laughs> through the, the brilliant brulee. Through the brilliant creme brulee, this person said they saw a person being taken up in the blue light into the mm. ship, which I, I immediately stopped believing it. You know what? You said it was at O'Hare, right? It was at O'Hare. Usually O'Hare is such a pain and there's always delays or shutdowns or yeah. everything. So like maybe that person had just been delayed for hours and hours and they were just starting to lose it because they ate too much Garrett's popcorn. Oh, sure. And they were getting delusional. I thought you were saying the person who was abducted had enough and they were texting. Are there any, are there literally any <laughs> aliens out there who are going to abduct me already? Is there like Uber alien? Can I get out of here? Like That's pick me idea. up. I got to go. That's a good idea, doing yeah. Uber Alien. Uh, December 6th, there was a sighting of a red-eyed, winged humanoid near O'Hare, which to me sounds like Mothman. Why are they always hanging out at the airport? It's a big place, and they have Garrett's popcorn. Hmm. December 3rd, of another red-eyed flying man, only three days prior to the December 6th sighting, 
A security person at Chicago O'Hare on November 26th saw a seven-foot-tall person with wings. September 29th, a toddler-sized bat creature that was, quote, running like a gorilla. Ew. Yeah, like a weird bat running really fast. Well, when everybody started seeing Mothman, though, it like ended in disaster. I know. They related to the Silver Bridge disaster. So if it's hanging out at the airport, maybe don't fly into or out of O'Hare for a while. I mean, I personally don't like to ever, but <laughs> we prefer. <laughs> I could have told you right away that that place is a disaster, but yeah. <laughs> I guess they need to have winged creatures tell you that now. They do, yeah. Maybe they're. Maybe this is. Maybe this is O'Hare's way of doing like some weird, no pun intended, guerrilla marketing, where they're hiring cryptids that actually exist, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Will you guys kind of terrorize, but like do it kind of harmlessly, <laughs> but terrorize the neighborhood so we get people out of here, so we can like run more efficiently." Well, now they have more of an excuse they're like well we had to land all our planes and we're on a delay right now because there's a, a cryptid flying around yeah, again sorry sorry again how annoying sorry everybody there were a few more sightings uh, about winged creatures and people with red eyes as well all mm-hmm. around o'hare kind of in the similar time period that's creepy it is a little bit weird to have same or similar stories about sightings that like right. kind of link together a little bit I don't know about the little four-foot bat that looked like a gorilla. I don't know about that thing. Yeah, I could see people seeing things, though, because what do you do when you're waiting at the airport? Usually you're, like, eating something, your Annie Ann's pretzel, or you're just staring out the window. Or playing Plants vs. Zombies or, like, (laughs) some game. I like to catch up on Riverdale, which I'm super behind in the new season. I know. I know. (sighs) I know. You know, it sucks. (laughs) Well... Lindsay, would you like to take a voicemail from our Haunted Hotline? Yes, I do. Now, if you would like to call our Haunted Hotline, we would love you to. The number is 803-816-2667. You can call whenever you want. It will go straight to voicemail. You will not have to worry about talking on the phone with anybody, which is nice. And I also found out you can text the number, too, if you'd like. So, hey, why not send us a text? If you're not a phone person, text us some photos of some creepy things that you're seeing. Still the same number, 803-816-2667. So here we go. Hey, Spooky Spouses. This is Daniel from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I was calling. I wanted to get your opinion on what kind of ghost you think I saw. Um, So this was years ago. Uh, I was... Geez, this was about 10, a little over 10 years ago. Wow, I feel old. Uh, anyway, so my friends and I uh, snuck into a nearby Arboretum, as we would do in the evening times. Uh, they had a big open field that we like to just go sit in and, you know, throw around glow-in-the-dark frisbee or just, you know, whatever, have fun. So one night we had snuck in, and one of the things I had at the Arboretum at this point was a small hedge maze. And we had to walk past that to get to the field. Um, There was also a giant ziggurat that was just hanging out in the Arboretum, which was super creepy all the time, no matter what. But sitting on a bench at the entrance of the hedge maze was a woman dressed in all white, just combing long black hair. It was about, I would say, 10, 30 or so. Um and she was just sitting there. We obviously did not acknowledge her because we were very frightened. But then 
we hung out for a few hours and uh, we're on our way back to our cars. Uh, it was about two o'clock and she was still there just sitting combing her long black hair. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure it was a ghost, but I don't know what kind of ghost it was, if it was malevolent or if she was just trying to comb her hair or what. So if I could get any uh, thoughts or feedback from, from you, that would be very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Bye. Sounds like, to me, there was a spirit who just wanted to get all the tangles out of her hair. Tangle ghost. Or a shaggy trout. I mean, it could have been a shaggy trout. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's really creepy. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like, I mean, I don't know if I could walk away. Like, I probably would just stare at it. Maybe yell something? Need help? You would probably yell for sure. You would yell something at it. I would make a noise because I would want to know if it was actually there or not. <laughs> if I'd it make... like can respond to you hey. or, or if it's like, like in a... a different dimension and it's like, well, I'm just combing my hair over here. Oh, shoot. You can all see me. Oh, bummer. Oh, bummer. The The fact that the ghost was sitting outside of a maze too. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's, that's, like that's kind of like trollish. Trollish? Oh, like maybe like that ghost like, was like the keeper of the maze. Like a riddler. Answer my three, help me comb my hair, or answer three riddles. But that's kind of weird that they, they would sit in the entrance of the maze. like Answer these three riddles and then go into a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, you'd think it would be in the maze. Double puzzle. Maybe she was confused that she was supposed to be in the maze and she was outside the maze. Or she was just combing her hair because maybe there were, perhaps there was like another ghost or something that was like, oh, no, you're supposed to be in the middle of the maze. And this ghost was embarrassed. So she was combing her hair, acting like she couldn't hear the person being like, why aren't you in the maze? You're yeah. out. You're just sitting outside. Oh, sorry. I was just combing my hair. I didn't really hear you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I appreciate she was combing her hair because in the afterlife, you still have to comb your hair. I think hygiene is probably still important to ghosts. You, you, would, you think. would think. Hygiene beauty lifestyle do you think ghosts get sweaty wow uh <laughs> i mean probably not right i don't unless know. you were a sweaty person in real life yeah and then it just goes to the afterlife like slimer is gross slimer's revolting so he's gross so he's always so he gross. probably smells like bo i think you're being nice when you and say gack. bo yeah, he probably just smells he smells probably very bad yeah i don't know i mean I don't know what I would do in that situation. Well, what type of ghost it is, I, I'm not a very good one because no. she's just hanging out. Maybe maybe you caught you caught her before she was quote unquote clocked in. Oh, she was getting ready to be. Yes, yes. that's why she's like sitting outside of the a maze. Spooky girl, a spooky ghost. Yeah, of course, of course she was intended to be in the maze. So she was just getting ready and maybe she thought no one could see her get ready yet. Because why would there be a ghost right, right outside of the maze? She's designed to be in the maze. Yeah, I feel like if you take the situation and it's like, okay, you go into a, a, a hedge maze. Mm -hmm. Is it scarier to have the ghost on the outside of the maze or inside the maze? Inside, for sure. Inside, yeah. 100%. So she probably was off the clock. Mm-hmm. And then she, but she was sitting there for a long time. So maybe she showed up. Way too early. Yeah. Oh, I thought um, Janine was going to be here, but she's not. I was supposed to fill in a shift for her, but she's already here. So I'll just wait here on my bench. Yeah. Or she was on call and like she forgot her phone and didn't realize it. She's like, why isn't anybody calling me? 
Like, yeah. I guess I'll just sit here. I mean, I play with my hair constantly, so maybe you saw me. You you literally just were playing with your hair. I always am. Yeah. And I have long, dark hair, so maybe... Daniel, I think I, I think you just saw me. You might have just seen Lens. I just I hang out in front of mazes all the time. Yeah, there's that's in no way hyperbolic. Lindsay is always in front of a maze. And as for the all white, I mean, I just try to wear my wedding dress as much as possible because it's expensive. So mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. chance I get to wear that out and about, I mean, definitely maze maze sitting. Yeah. So you might have just you no not might have you probably just saw Lindsay. Yeah. Just come say hi next time. Yeah, Daniel, what the heck? (laughs) Hey, if you're listening to this show sitting outside of a maze right now, we hope you're doing well. And also, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. There's the whole thing. He has arms made out of flutes, uh, trumpet thighs made out of trumpets a clarinet heart and a vibra slap butt he's a music man (laughs) (laughs) and as always we'd like to thank everybody and the scavengers network big community of great wonderful people you can find them at the scavengersnetwork.com you can join our patreon which we hopefully will have some really cool ghost investigating clips on there very soon for our Patreons. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have merchandise on there. And like I said, check out all the other great shows on the network. Yeah, do it. You can go to our website, SpookySpousesCast.com. Do some clicking and some scrolling. Check out the merch. And then from there, just go check out all the other wonderful shows on the network. It's nice. We'd also like to thank every single one of you that listen to our show and support our show by subscribing and sharing with your loved ones or your enemies or your friends or your pets. We appreciate it. Yeah. If you want to do the new controversial um, marketing technique of leaving a burner phone on a park bench in front of a maze and just playing it, playing our show to ghosts, you could try that one out as well. Any, Any little bit helps. Absolutely. Well, until next Monday, we hope each and every one of you have a good week, but also you go fishing and you find a shaggy trout. Also, I hope this week you're not a, what is it, a Peter Bunyan? Oh, corn. And you're a Paul Bunyan. What is it? Oh, yeah. Wasn't his name Peter? Peter. Cor- but it was Cordwood Pete. Cordwood Pete. That's right. Don't be a Cordwood Pete. <laughs> be a Bunyan. Be a Bunyan. Eat those flapjacks. <laughs> All right. We'll see each and every one of you on Flapjack Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. What is going on? How big is that bag of cashews next to you? Well, it's 20 ounces. Okay. It also says it's a big deal. Put it up to the microphone. Uh, Let's see if we can give people some. One pound, four ounces, it says now. It says now? It changed what it said? (laughs) Well, on the top it says 20 ounces. At the bottom it says one pound, four ounces. Yeah. 566 grams. Give it a little shake. Okay. Do you think that sounds good or do you think that sounds good? People like that way that sounds? Sounds nutty. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to record from outside. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 